0: I said we would crunch some numbers. Um, we're going to do that now. So I'm joined by two people who are far better with their cell phone calculators than I am. I'm being slightly unnice. nice um, uh, Professor Richard Calland is one of them. And uh, with, uh, with him is Nathan Darfour, someone who's
1: very good with numbers. Richard, afternoon. Good afternoon to you, Stephen. This is an exciting moment. This conference is, uh, is going to happen, and we know who the mm. voters are now, very importantly. Mm. So we go
0: through the provinces. We've got some information. I mean, what number crunches, What number crunching are you two able to do? Well, we've
1: been waiting to, obviously, for the credentials report, and, Natan, yesterday you and I were debating the fact that there were approximately 380 branches mm. that are not held general meetings. And the question was, would they sneak sneak in somehow? Mm. And one of the rumours yesterday, seems you well know, was that there were allegations that they were fraudulently slipping in with fraudulent documents, mm. and, uh, alleging mm. to have branch general meetings. So it looks like that hasn't happened, and the numbers correspond, Michael.
2: No, absolutely, it does correspond to what we 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 had in mind, um, and uh, and that's how we we also. Um, projected it, so in terms of number of delegates, because that, that's the, the biggest question around this conference and around the, the nomination process, the final outcome, is the difference, the ratio between the number of branches and the allocated delegates for each of those branches, which it is a ratio, a key in the election that mm-hmm. no one really had besides perhaps possibly mm-hmm. <laughs> hopefully the electoral commission mm-hmm. itself and few people around like the elections agency. So we, we are standing right on that. Uh, I'm glad some so how to see that. Um, but then there is another, another uh, part of uncertainty, which is about the, the people who either voted for someone else during the election process, mm. because people tend to forget about that. Mm. But some people voted for, not many, but, uh, but a few branches. I and mean, in a tight race, it does matter. Uh, so, um, people who, vo- who voted for Lindywa Sisulu, for instance, yes. in Western Cape and Sound. People who voted for Kise in other provinces. And then, and then also those who, who abstained because there were about, about mm. 300 abstentions uh, all, all, all around the country. And these people represent also a bench of about 500 delegates for which, you know, the outcome is a bit uncertain. So we're still crunching the numbers in terms of, you know, having a, mm. a clear view because that's very fresh, so we need to digest that a bit mm. and then and then project that. And it seems that our model is working, mm. so I'm, mm. I'm glad about that. And I'll give you <laughs> <laughs> so, a so more detailed picture later. Then.
0: Can I ask you a mathematical question which might be a political question? I mean, Richard, if you want to jump in, feel free, Nathan. But some of the, some of the... um uh, of the branches that abstained were in KwaZulu-Natal mm-hmm. and if that's a province that goes heavily in Kosozana at Lemini-Zuma the provincial leadership is and the sort of thought has been the reason they abstained was not because they don't know who they want to vote for the idea is they want to vote for Ramaphosa they don't want to be disbanded or prevented from coming by the provincial leadership I mean that's a very difficult thing to try and quantify in mathematical terms but that's indeed my favorite theory
2: <laughs> <it>.
0: <laughs> there are quite a few theories around
2: but that does make sense indeed that these branches were a little a bit afraid to express their opinion, and so they, they rather decided to to abstain. Uh, and it, it might be the case in the in Pumalanga as well, mm. you know, with the unity vote. It might be some sort of technique as well to look a bit more united than it is uh,
0: in in real terms. None of the provinces seems to have, I mean, apart from Ghateng on the the document that I've seen, which of course, as I keep saying, wasn't the one that was given to us by Jesse Duarte, it came from uh, within the closed session, so it was sent out to us essentially. But not, only uh, the only province that's got all of the delegates they should have here is Gauteng. All the others seem to have lost a couple along the way. You would have thought when the stakes are this high, no one loses a delegate.
2: No, you don't lose delegates, but you, I mean, it, it's a difficult thing. It's not that easy, actually, to convene a BGM, a branch general meeting, which is the, you know, the, the BGM is crucial because that's how you end up with a number of delegates as mm-hmm. well. Uh, all these branches have a certain number of, of, of people, of members, and based on that, they are allocated a, a certain number of, of delegates, mm-hmm. meaning that each branch in good standing as the membership auditing process uh, 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 stood at the end of, the, of, of uh, the, uh, August. Uh, and a bit in September as well. Is, is that you needed a, a hundred members to benefit from a, from a one delegate, mm. and for each additional two hundred and fifty members, you were receiving uh, allocated, you were being allocated an, an additional mm. m- uh, member, an additional de- delegate. Sorry. Uh, so, so the, the uncertainty is there, but um, it means that all these BGMs that did not manage to convene, didn't manage to send their delegates. And so that's, that's what exp- explains the difference in the number of delegates between the collected delegates, as they mentioned in the credential, yeah. uh, credentials report, and then the, the initial number of allocated delegates based on the membership figures. It's a bit technical, but it's, it's worth explaining, because that's how it works. Just to bet the man says it.
1: <laughs> it is very technical. But just on the politics mm. of it, Stephen, I mean, obviously what we're looking at now is across those nine provinces, which have gained... Uh, sorry, which which... Um, camp will be looking at those numbers and thinking, "Oh dear, this isn't bad news for us." You notice that mm. you've already noted that Gauteng haven't—they uh, got their numbers right, mm. as it were. Yeah. There were no challenges there, so Gauteng is heavily in favour of mm. Sir Ramaphosa. If you look down the list, ninety-two, yeah. I think it is, um, delegates less for Northwest, mm. mainly a Kostasana Dlamini Zuma supporter. So it looks to me as if overall the four hundred and five absences, as it were, excluded uh, delegates favours Ramaphosa, but we need to play those through Mm -hmm. a bit. And there's still this level of uncertainty around the 500 uh, abstentions that have to be allocated somewhere that Natan uh, mentioned uh, uh, at the outset. Mm -hmm. Um, There's two sets of differences, the 405 people who um, we originally expected from from the branch mm. nomination process they're not there but there's also 135 number which is the difference between people who are registered and those who are actually now have yes. been collected and been given voting cards mm. and that's the that's that's so it seems we don't know what happened there but 135 people who pitched up yesterday and who registered have been excluded so that presumably was around Mm. Procedural improprieties. Mm. If one mm. uses a delicate expression. Mm. All right, um, Richard. I mean, the numbers—they can be a little confusing to follow
0: on radio, unfortunately. But one of the things that, that that I think there's going to be a little bit of a tussle over is is the commentary. The, I, I like to use the phrase "urban-based commentariat, by which I mean it. It, it goes Ramaphosa's way. <laughs> um, it, it, it has been fairly critical and, and making the point again and again that the provinces that have had the biggest problems so the Free State, the Northwest, um, and. Uh, um, and KZN have all back Zuma, and so these are the people that are losing out slowly and the claim is it's because there's basically been bullying and intimidation by the provincial leaderships to get the right delegates in could it also not be that Montash is in charge of the process if you see what I mean
1: yeah well uh, that's a, a delicate question of course and I think um, yesterday morning when I was talking with you and um, Karim Brown was next to me and we'd just come out of the Montash press conference where he'd very firmly said that we will abide by the court mm. decisions. Those the, the effect of those decisions is certain people will not be able to uh, uh, be given credentials and will not therefore be part of the votes mm. that take place at this conference. Now, you know, we I think one of us said would he have gone that way? Mm. Would the leadership have gone that way had it been in, in a different direction politically? Mm. You know, We'll never know that. I mm. think... If I had to speculate, um, that this is a secretary general who is now absolutely in charge because Mm -hmm. the National Executive Committee no longer exists. He's chairing the steering committee of this conference. Mm -hmm. He's firmly in charge. It's quite encouraging, these numbers. It looks Mm -hmm. like um, that he's held the line. There was anxiety overnight. Stephen, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm sure you were uh, along Mm -hmm. with many people here wondering what Mm -hmm. was going on, fearing that this would be a protracted process Mm -hmm. and would turn really ugly and nasty. Um, it could still in the hall get mm. heated. You know, we're, yeah. not, we're excluded from that. So right mm. now there is this credentials discussion, and we're assuming this credentials report will be accepted. It mm. may not be. It may be subject of heated debate in there as we, as we sit here. And so if it, I, yes. I can, come, come on, on moment, I,
2: I will just compliment other on that. Uh, because, because I've been following this nomination process for quite a few months now, and, and to be honest... Uh, the, the, the Secretary General Office role has been crucial in the process. Mm. And I, I, I've been quite amazed to see how much efforts have been put in to make the process more transparent, more visible as well. And it's probably because the reason, be, reason behind is that, is, is that it's, it's best guarantee, you know, to have the, a successful conference, meaning a, in, a, in such a tight race, in such a divided mm. organization, I mean, it's, it, that's the best guarantee yes. to have some, a, a credentials report and an outcome, a final outcome that would be accepted by the older members, or most of them <laughs> at least.
0: It's the old problem. How do you know an, e- an election outcome is legitimate? And really the only answer that many people come up with is if the loser actually accepts the outcome. It's the only way. Um, there will be questions, and I know they will come. People will call us on 11 and basically say, why do you need to go and do all of this work? Does it really matter um, to have an outsider going through the ANC's credentials process? I imagine the answer lies in that you need a, two sets of data to interrogate. And if they both come to the same outcome, you know the process is correct.
2: That's basically the idea. That's why I've been calling for the credentials report to be published as soon as possible, so we can actually, you know, they can submit it to public, uh, public or uh, analyst scrutiny as well. Uh,
1: I mean, the, the, if I jump in there, Stephen, mm-hmm. the, as you know, the um, allegations and counter allegations that were swirling around social media yesterday mm-hmm. afternoon as it uh, became clear that the uh, credentials discussions and registering process at uh, UJ, the mm-hmm. University of Johannesburg, mm-hmm. had broken down. And and people came out of that, particularly on the Cyril side, Ramaphosa side, really anxious, concerned that Mm. people had been given credentials who shouldn't have been given credentials. Of course, some of that could have been spin, it could have been an Mm. overreaction. Mm. What seems to have happened overnight is that the Secretary General has taken control, Mm. done his job. Duarte, in the press conference a few minutes ago, seemed pretty confident about Mm. what uh, had unfolded. So, uh, fingers crossed, it looks like this um, electorate is now formed. And it can vote.
0: Jesse Duarte, Guida Mantasha, I wonder how their relationship is at the moment. <laughs> I, I would not speculate <laughs> on that <one. laughs> All right. Well, nothing. Therefore, from the Paternaster Group, Richard Calland, as always. Thank you so much indeed, gentlemen. Thank you. Uh, good, good luck with the maths. I'm sure it's all right. I'm absolutely the wrong person to tick any boxes on that. But thank you very
2: much indeed. <laughs>